You have to eat the dream. You have to sleep the dream. You have to dream the dream. You gotta touch, you have to see it when nobody else sees it. You have to feel it when it's not tangible. You have to believe it when you cannot see it. You gotta be possessed with the dream. What's up and welcome to Straight From The Chest Podcast. My name is Justin Groff and I'm your host on this personal development, self-improvement podcast. Listen, if you're new to the channel, I just want to take this time and I want to welcome you. Thank you for being here and for the old timers or for anybody that's listened anything past two episodes, in fact, thank you for your continued listenership and support of the channel. You mean just as much to me. Thank you for all of your listenership. It's very, very, very important for the growth of the channel and the growth of this podcast. So thank you for continuously giving me your time. It means a lot to me. Look, as promised, we have another trip from the chest Q&A and I have a limited time here to get some, we'll get these questions to really answer. So I'm just going to try to answer as many as I can in the time I have allotted. It's kind of, um, it's kind of a crunchy day. That didn't make any sense. It's a, <laughs> it's a, it's kind of a jam-packed day. So, I want to get through these as as best I can, but I I won't have time to get to all of you, and I apologize. I just kind of skimmed through the questions, and there are a lot of good ones, from at least what I could see. There are a lot of also trolly ones, which that's expected <laughs> on any Q and A, really. But well, let's just start. Let's get into it. Let's just start. Oh, two two quick announcements. Are two quick things I'm going to ask from you guys. Not really an announcement, but I want to ask for all the listeners, if you haven't yet, this is what I do every podcast, please subscribe to the channel if you haven't yet, Spotify, Apple, SoundCloud, and share the podcast with somebody who you feel we'd value from it and also on your social media platforms as well. So, so Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, what have you, please, please share the podcast and subscribe. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Let's get started. So, first one, no particular order, obviously. Yo, just gotta say, man, love the podcast and the shit you talk about. Was turned on to it from a friend a couple months back. Question, I'm 29 and I just started dating this girl about three months ago. Oh, shit, we got into a relationship question. (laughs) I wanted to get your opinion on something. There are a couple things that aren't sitting well with me. For one... She loves Instagram and she's constantly posting selfies on her stories and whatnot, but never posts about, never posts not one story about being with me. I don't get it. She's always snapping on her phone about everything else it seems like besides her relationship with me. On top of that, she always leaves her phone screen side down when I'm around. What do you think, man? And this comes from Chris out of Texas. Shout out to you, man. Thank you for the accolades at the top of the question that means a lot to me uh, i'm i'm very fortunate that you were turned on to the podcast so thank you for that bro uh look man so in in short i want to tell you that she's not she's not wife material right now i'm not saying she's not going to be but she's definitely not wife material. If you're thinking about, and I, I would hope, I would hope that you're thinking about vetting for a wife right now, being 29 years old. And if so, if I was in your position, I would. These would be red flags for me as well. And the biggest red flag is that she's not promulgating you on her social media. So that tells me she's hiding you. 
that tells me that she's keeping others possibly on the back burner. And the reason why I say that is if she's not promoting you on her, on her Instagram, it's probably because she doesn't want other people to see you on her Instagram and make it seem like she's taken because that's going to deter a lot of possible. And I put this in air quotes here options that she may be keeping on the back burner from being interested in her after she would do that. So that's my guess that she's probably doing something like that because she's sal- she's trying to salvage her options or rather keep her options in the back burner just in case you don't work out. And that's the mentality of a thought to me. And I don't mean that in a disparaging way, but that's not a wife material. That's not a wife to me. Look, I see this all the time. I see when women get in relationships, they promote their man on their, on their Instagram a lot. It's almost an automatic thing with these women. And it's probably because she's found somebody that she believes has massive potential. Now, the screen side down on the phone, for sure. To me, that's a red flag as well because I think, what are you hiding? And I'm sure that's what you think as well. What are you hiding? And it would go in tandem, would kind of run in tandem with the whole promoting herself on Instagram and wanting to seek, or she's obviously doing this to seek for attention. So she's clearly not, she's clearly not satisfied with just your attention. And so that's, that's, that's definitely a red flag, man. Now I will play devil's advocate for her on her end because she's doing this to me. Also, this tells me that you're not holding up your end of the bargain as the man in her life or the man to her or that could be the man for her future. Because if a woman is seeing all this potential in a man and she sees masculinity at its fucking top and she sees ambition, she sees drive, she sees she sees strength, she sees stoicism, she sees leadership. You think she's going to want attention from other males? And she still wants attention from other males, even though you she has that in you and you are that man, which I, I doubt that you carry all of those attributes, to be frank. Then she's for sure for the streets. She's for sure for the streets. So just keep that in mind here and let's put it all in, in into perspective. Sure, those are red flags on her end, but what red flags are you What red flags are you throwing up as well that you don't even know of because you haven't been become fully equipped as a man to her yet. And maybe perhaps that's the reason why she might be leaving her options open on the social media end. Just a thought, just food for thought, man. But thanks for your question, Chris. Shout out to you, bro. Okay. Hi, I started working out three times a week, dieting about four and diet. I'm sorry. So this person says I started working out in parentheses three times a week and dieting about four months ago. I started losing weight the first couple of months, but now it just seems like I've plateaued. I was 234 pounds at five, four. Whoa, fuck. I'm down to 190. 
I'm still watching what I'm eating and working out, but I'm just not seeing the same progress and it, and it make me, makes me want to give up. WTF, help me. Lorraine out of Canada. So Lorraine out of Canada, thank you for your question. So listen, I love the fact that you're, you're eating better, you're dieting, whatever that means in, in your world of eating. I love that you're working out three times a week. I don't know what you're doing three times a week, but I'm assuming it's you're taking fully advantage of, of your time there at the gym if it's only three times a week. And so you're probably do, hopefully doing full body workouts. So 234 pounds is clearly, uh, you know, I, <laughs> that's a, I mean, all right, you know that you're at least, I mean, 5'4", a woman, 5'4", I mean, you're you're at least sitting 100 pounds over what you should be at your height. And that's that's a pretty, pretty big size. I mean, a 5'4 woman should be around 120 pounds, 125. So let's say, let's just say that, you know, let's just be generous here and say you could be, you know, a good 140 at 5'4", at, at which is not to say that that's not, that that's not accurate. That couldn't be had for sure. Four months and you've lost 44 pounds effectively. So that's not a bad, that's not a bad rate of loss. I mean, if you, if let's, let's put this into math here. So if you have, let's say you're losing two pounds a week and that's my math is horrible. Let's go, you're losing, for some reason, whenever I'm podcasting, I can't fucking do math. Like I'm, it's like I'm put on the spot. It's like there are 90,000 people looking at me, even though that's not how many people I'm sure are paying attention to this podcast, but that's why, that's how I think in my head. But let's just say you're losing at a rate of two pounds a week, which that would be a healthy rate. And then you have. So that's obviously going to be eight pounds a month, eight times four, you're 32. So that's, I mean, that's a, you're, you're, let's, let's say you're averaging about three pounds a week or so roughly two and a half to three pounds a week or so a week. That's great. And I understand that you've plateaued. That's, that's going to happen. But if you've listened to my podcasts for any length of time, you know what I'm going to say here. You have to. One, not stop. Okay. This is just a part of the process. And then two, you might want to think about, I don't know if you're doing this yourself or if you have a coach guiding you. I'm assuming you don't have a coach guiding you because if you did, you wouldn't be asking me the question. You'd be asking them, but you have to change some things. Clearly what that might mean is you may need to attenuate your foods and you may need to increase your, your cardiovascular or you may need to just increase your resistance training days and move up to maybe four days a week and keep your cardio the same and maybe put in a little bit more food. I know that seems counterintuitive, but this is hard for me to really suggest anything out of the out of the norm because I don't really know. I don't have your foods in front of me. I don't know what your training program is. And 
you know, you, you could say you've been dieting and obviously you have been dieting because if you wouldn't, if you weren't dieting, you wouldn't be in a calorie deficit and you wouldn't be losing weight here. But I don't know the context behind anything. And, and so it's really hard for me to get any, any suggestions apart from being generalized in my suggestions. So obviously you need to stay with it. That's first and foremost here. You can't just stop. You've, you're almost halfway there. If you were going to come to a, if you're going to come to a normal weight for your height and then two, you're going to have to switch things up and it's not going to be comfortable. And this process, no one says it's going to be comfortable, but the outcome is so rewarding and that's what you're doing it for. So, I mean, if, if you want to delve more into this, you can shoot me another message and you can, and you can give me a little bit more context on it and maybe I can help you further from there. But apart from that, I mean, that's really all I have to say. I mean, I understand you're frustrated here. I can tell by the WTF and in caps and exclamation points and help me exclamation point but Lorraine you're gonna have to keep going this is just clearly a part of the process and then two you need to change some things and if you need more illustration behind what that looks like then shoot me another message love to help you that's from Lorraine out of Canada so thanks Lorraine all right we're doing good on time here, actually. Okay. I can't remember the last time I messaged in a question to a pot. I can't. Okay. Let me start over. I can't remember the last time I messaged in a question to a podcast, but at any rate, here it goes. I react pretty quickly to people when they say stupid shit. <laughs> it's actually got me in a couple disputes slash fights with people. Tell me how to respond to people when I don't like what they say. Thanks, Jenny out of Washington. So it's simple. You just don't respond. You know how many times people say stupid shit that I don't, one, don't agree with, or two, it's just asinine coming out of their mouth. But I understand that I'm not going to jive with everybody and I understand that I have a certain criteria to which people need to meet for me to admire them or, res or I mean, not respect, I respect every human being as a human being, but for me to like admire them or gravitate towards them or want to have a con or want to, want to grow some type of, or foster some type of relationship with them. Like I have to, there are certain criteria they have to meet just period. I'm not going to let anybody in my circle. So I feel what you're saying. I understand it. And for these people just don't respond. Just keep your mouth shut. And that's something that you probably already do. I'm saying do more of that. Do more of that because you're probably a little bit like me in the sense that you won't have time for bullshit or you're a not a no nonsensical approach type of human being. Great. If you're more of that way or if you're more of that person, I should say, then you need to keep quiet more often when it comes to people that are maybe that you associate with, I don't know if this is at your, your place of work or if this is these, or, or if these are people as close as your family members, but learn to just not react, learn to not give it any energy, learn to just stay quiet. And I promise you that will serve you exponentially. Thanks Jenny for your question. 
Okay. All right. Love the podcast. Long time listener of it. I have a question. Everyone tells me I'm funny and that I should be a comedian, but I just can't seem to put things in motion. I don't know why either. What would you do if you were in my shoes? Marcus out of California. So first off, as always, man, thank you. Thank you for the accolades. I'm glad that you love the podcast and I'm, I'm very fortunate to have been a long time listener of it too. In fact, so I listen to a podcast as I'm sure you probably listen to Joe Rogan and he talks a lot about being a comedian. He talks a lot about the, the entryway into becoming a comedian. And I'm sure that if people have told you you're funny and you should be a comedian, you've probably dabbled in what it takes to become a comedian or what it might take to become one. So I'm sure that you know about open mics. I'm sure you know about just putting yourself up on the platform and giving it a whirl no matter what the outcome is. I'm sure you've heard of that and I'm sure that that's not you know, crazy exponentially wise advice. You're clearly though not taking it and you don't know why either. You put that in your question. I think I have a good hunch as to why. I think you don't believe in yourself. I think you think you're probably not that funny. I think that you probably don't believe people when they tell you you're funny. And I think it also stems from you being fearful of being laughed off stage because you've probably also witnessed people being booed and witnessed people being, you know, hackled at. And you've also witnessed all the negative that comes along with the positive when it comes to being a comedian. So I think these are things that are deterring you and they're scaring you. And clearly who wouldn't? I mean, why wouldn't they to anybody? You're a human. You want to be accepted. You want to be accepted in your on your platform. You want to be accepted when you find your footing in life. Of course, you everybody searches for acceptance. There's no there's no dig on that, man. I am saying though, however, you need to get over that. And you can't go on stage being anybody other than yourself. So whatever you find funny, or whatever the rather, whatever these people around you are finding funny, well. That's your audience. That may not be your audience every time, but you have to develop material that is going to be accepted by the audience that you have in front of you. But the only way you know if that that material is acceptable or not is if you try your hand at it. And if you try your hand in it being somebody who you're not or anybody other than who you are, then you're going to suck really bad. And it's going to be conveyed that way to the audience because you're going to be inauthentic. And one thing I talk about often on this podcast is being authentic in anything that you pursue and any venture that you're immersed in, you be authentic no matter who likes it or not, because you're going to be very, very strong in your presence when you're authentic in what you're doing. And that comes across with what you're saying, how you're expressing it, etc. Be authentic, be 1000% you and be unapologetic about it, bro. That's 100% on everything. You do that, at least the crowd will respect you, even if they don't like your joke. But you definitely need to get over this little fearful hump and you put, need to put yourself in front of, harm, or rather in harm's way. And what that looks like for you 
if you're apprehensive about going on stage and doing this, because I'm, I'm assuming you've had this idea to do it. I'm assuming you've had this idea to go to an open mic and just try your hand. Do it. You just got to do this. This is, there's no, there's no more extensive answer I need to give. It's simple. You need to do it and you need to figure out if you have something in fact. And, but here's the thing. I think you do because people around you are telling you that you do. And you say, everyone tells you you're funny. Okay. That's probably a little bit emphatic. Let's say out of the last 20 people you've come into contact with in the last month, let's say four of them have said you're funny. That's still what? 20%. Try your hand. You never know what you have, but clearly you have something that's enough to work off of, but you need to impose a challenge on yourself. And that challenge looks like getting on stage for an open mic. So do that. You're asking what I would do if I was in your shoes. That's what I would do. Even if I was scared out of my mind, I would still do it because I know that's the step to take. Okay. Well, this is going to be the last question because I got to run. Okay. Hi there. Oh, and I'm, I promise you, we'll do another straight from the chest pod, um, straight, straight from the chest Q and a soon here, maybe in another few episodes or what have you. Um, I really like doing these things. I really like answering guys' questions. I, I love the different topics and the different dynamics that I end up getting into. So uh, keep them coming and thank you for giving me your time and in, in terms of typing them out and just doing that whole thing. I, I really, really appreciate it guys. So, so we'll definitely do another one of these things very, very soon. I'm sorry that I have to run on this one fairly soon. And, and I'm, I got to kind of abbreviate the, the time I have with you guys, but Okay, let's do one more. Hi there. I'm so glad you did another Q&A because I missed my chance to get my question on the last one. Oh, that's cool. Here's my question. I feel like I know what my purpose is and that's because God keeps giving me subtle hints about starting a dog shelter. I know I would absolutely love doing this with my whole heart, but something keeps me Something keeps moving me seemingly away from me. This comes from Chelsea out of Tennessee. Thank you, Chelsea, for your question. Very much appreciate it. So I have a little bit to say on this. I would say that the reason why you're feeling yourself moving away from it, seemingly, you say, moving away from it, something keeps moving you away from it is I think that is your brain trying to accumulate all of the negatives that could possibly stem from you going into business and starting a dog shelter. And the reason why I feel the reason why I think that these are all stemming from, well, the reason why I think you're having these 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 feelings tethered to this this pursuit or this this type of purpose that you have that you feel is because these are all lies don't live where truth lives. 
And if God is telling you and by giving you subtle hints, which is the way that he interacts with us, he just gives us these subtle hints. He doesn't yell shit in your ear. He just gives you subtle hints like you're expressing here of where to go, what to do. So direction in other words. And you start out by saying, I feel like I know my purposes. So that is, that is what's first coming out of your mouth when it comes to your question. So you're already giving me a sense of confidence in what you're trying to convey. And all the negative shit comes last. So my, the way I interpret this is, you know where to go. You know what you should do. But everything at the bottom, all the, all the, the dirty remnants of your clean thoughts are starting to become more profound or more illuminating than the actual clear thought itself, which was, I need to start a dark shelter. That's my purpose in life. And often we get too caught up in the dirty remnants and we can't then see the clear water that we once had. And this is a problem because this is only diluting what otherwise would be a picture perfect way for your life. Now, I'm not saying it's going to be perfect in terms of what's going to, what's going to accrue, accrue as a result of you starting this business. You're going to have some hurdles. You're going to have obstacles for sure, but it's all going to be worth it. If it's something that you're passionate about and if it's something that you have meaning in, it's all going to be worth it. Look, life is about choices and trade-offs. You can clearly do something that's more secure, collect a paycheck every week, be fine. But if that doesn't bring you fulfillment, what does it even mean? So my thing is this, if you need to do something in life to pay your dues, pay your bills, make sure your rent is met, etc. Fine. But you also never can lose sight of the thing that you know will bring you meaning, even though this thing is going to get massively diluted by all the dirty remnants that circulate through your mind, contaminating the thing that is actually crystal clear to you. You can't allow this to take place. You have to continuously foster this thing and actually continuously filter this water so it doesn't get contaminated over and over and over again by your filthy thoughts. This is up to you entirely. And this is something that only you can materialize here. God's giving you the green light. He's giving you hints about what you should do. And I'm assuming this is ongoing here. It's not like one or two here and there. Or it's not like one or two hints in totality. This is probably an ongoing thing of subtle hints from God. You need to take that as not just a sign, but direction. That's direction for your life. Chelsea, you know what you need to be doing. You know what you need to discard in terms of the thoughts. These are the things that keep moving you seemingly away from it. And yes, some of them are fear-based. 
Some of them are failure derived, but that's again, all a part of the process. And the reason why I say again is because I've said this numerous times in multiple podcasts that I'm sure my listeners are tired of hearing me say, but this is all a part of the process. But this process doesn't even get started if you don't trust God with the subtle hints he's given you first. Remember, life is about fulfillment. It's not about just collecting a paycheck. You collect a paycheck until you can collect fulfillment. Because ultimately, that is the end goal. So, Chelsea, thank you. Shout out to you. Thank you guys all for your question, guys and girls. I'm sorry I got to run, but this Q&A, again, I love them. And I'm so thankful for you guys to shoot your messages in or rather questions in. I'm very, very appreciative of it. I'm very, very appreciative of you, all the people that gave me accolades and, and telling me they listen to the podcast. It's just, it's very, very heartwarming to me. So thank you guys. I very, very much appreciate you. Look, until next time, done.